The Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. Should be love, life, and liberty, right? Because God is love, and without God, we ain't got nothing. And in case you haven't looked around lately, holy tamole, it is nuts. You guys keep asking me what I think about the midterms. I'm like, quit asking me that. I'm not even, I'm really not even focused on the midterms, I'll be honest with you. I am shifting my focus to things that will last. Clearly, that's not going to be the political industrial complex. I am switching my focus to things of the eternal nature, right? Because if if you guys uh, could ever get to a place where you trust what you're discerning is of God and from God, and we actually do put God first so that America can be always, that was my tagline first, Uh no bitterness, but if we could ever, not just you guys, me too, hello, so if we could ever get back to the place of discerning, right, God's voice, we would never have allowed our nation to get to the place that it's in now, never, we, we would have never gotten to this place, we have literally descended into the absolute bowels, the anals, there's your word, of hell, and you know it. As we're watching Ukraine, we're watching Russia, we're watching other international posturing. We are watching, we don't even know what we're watching in D.C., literally, right? But as, as, as most of you have noticed by now, there's a lot coming out about the various industrial complexes that have, that have come together almost like a nest of snakes, one reason why there's only a few lakes in the country that I, I love being out on the water. Don't get me wrong, but there's only a few lakes that I love to be on and in. But most of them, not so much because I've come across a couple of those little uh, snake nests. And that's what you have going on right now in just about every particular uh, industrial complex. I mean, you've got the medical industrial complex. You've got uh, big pharma. Those are two, they both serve the same God, but two different uh, tails or two different heads of the same snake. Okay. And then, no pun intended. And then you've got the military industrial complex. You've got the political industrial complex. You have the entertainment industrial complex, the church industrial complex. You have manufacturing, supply chain, you name it. It goes on education. <clears throat> excuse me. It goes on and on and on. And they're all industrial complexes because they're all feeding off of each other and really the the lifeblood of this nation, which in case you forgot, is you. You are the lifeblood. You are the economy of this nation. If you are an American citizen, you are the value of this nation. And one of the reasons why I'm shifting my focus back to things that are eternal is because the only reason this crap works on us 
in the AI programs and the neuro-linguistic programming and all the things that have come out in recent years that your certain industrial complexes have been engaging in in order to create chaos and war, dissension, things that, things that make a lot of money for people who serve the kingdom of death, hell, and destruction. And for the industrial complexes that serve the kingdom of death, hell, and destruction, which is why I've been trying to get you to stop saying, they're here to cancel me. They're trying to cancel us. No, they're not. The Bible doesn't say Satan comes to cancel you. It says Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Super simple. Three things he's after. To steal from you, to kill you, and utterly destroy. Now, who do you see behaving in that manner? Who do you see? So, hey, uh, I was just made aware that one of my tweets, uh, you know, made some kind of national news. Again, it's like second time in a couple of weeks. Interesting. Uh, But I was made aware this morning that gubernatorial candidate, uh, Texas gubernatorial candidate, Chad Prather, was sentenced to Facebook jail. And in the moment I got that news, I thought to myself, here we go again, right? See, you guys are focused on the midterms. I'm not focused on the midterms. I'm certainly going, if we have an election, If we have primaries in the state of Georgia, I will be happy to show up and vote. If we have a general election or if we have a runoff, I'll be happy to show up and vote in those, right? But I'm not focused on that because there are so many things going on around us right now that I'm focused on discerning the voice of God. Because the voice of God is going to get me through every day of my life and it's going to help me not only get me through, it's going to help me live abundantly, right? Because that's what Jesus promised with righteousness, peace, joy. That's abundance, right? Tequila. Kidding. But not really. So that's the righteousness of God, right? It's your peace. It's your joy. That's your salvation. It says it right there in your Bible, we're going to start talking about it this Wednesday, by the way. I have a fantastic first guest. We have special guests that are going to join us every week who you all are going to know. They're national figures, some of them international. And they're going to share their uh, testimonies, their faith testimonies. And some of you may be surprised that some of these guys and gals have faith. <laughs> but I'm excited. <laughs> and because God, you know, listen. Sometimes I think to myself, I could be the exact little donkey that God rode in on on any given day. But things that last, right? Why? So that you can discern the times. You can discern who to believe. You can discern what is true, what is truth, what is not, what is a lie, who to vote for, what's a fraud, who's a fraud, who's a fake, who's a phony, who's a false prophet, right? You guys are so hung up on Joel Osteen. Good grief. Just turn the channel if you don't trust that dude. Why is it such a thing still, right? So hung up. There's so many other false prophets running around. You have, they're all on your ballots right now. (laughs) I mean, and don't think you're getting out of this if you're a Republican. Chad Prather kicked off of Facebook a week before the Texas primary. Here's my tweet. This is hilarious because it's true. I said, this is in the Texas scorecard 
Life, Love, and Liberty podcaster Monica Matthews is calling this action by Facebook election interference and a matter of national security. And there's my tweet. Breaking Facebook election interference suspends Texas gubernatorial candidate Chad Prather a week before primary. Election interference, a matter of national security, because that is exactly what it is. That is called discernment. It's also called two plus two really is four. It's a matter of national security and sovereignty for any nation to have a free and fair election. To have an unadulterated election. Now, is it is it even remotely plausible that that elections are without issues? No, it's not. Not at all. We know that. Right? It's just not logical to say that. Not, not, there's not a single election that has not had some level of discrepancy or issue, right? But when you start, when you start interfering with a candidate's ability to promote to his constituency to have a vote, a, a, a voice, right? Check this out. I cannot, as a terrestrial broadcaster, it is against the law. For me to not give equal time to congressional candidates. Now, why am I governed by those laws, but Facebook and social media platforms aren't? Can someone explain that to me? No, I didn't think so. Because it's much more expedient for us to continue to watch the theater between, you know, God bless him, Senator Ted Cruz, uh, you know, Jim Jordan, anyone who uh, Zuckerberg has sat in front of playing theater dress-up, just dress-up theater. That's all we see. Oh, uh, and then the headlines, like, you know, the Twitter headlines and all the headlines are, uh, Ted Cruz scorched, uh, you know, scorched Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. They crucified him. You know, all these, slaughtered him. I'm like, what is the deal? All this hyperbolic rhetoric that is so stupid. No one even cares about that. Why don't you just exercise the law why don't you enforce the law where he is concerned why are they still protected under 230 protections as editors as publishers rather why why are they still given those protections here you have yes i would consider this a matter of national security because someone is interfering with your ability to have a free and fair election the exact thing that president donald j trump was impeached for lies about russia right russian interference we're still hearing about that crap they have doubled down as more is exposed from durham they're going to double down And I'm going to tell you why. Because too many people are culpable. And that includes your media conglomerates. And they know it. And so the only thing to do is to deny, deny, deny. In the words of my, one of my favorite and late colleagues, Herman Cain. Deny, deny, deny. That's what the left does. Boy, I wish we had his voice right now. And Russia's. Ugh. I know you guys agree. I'm reading something from the New York Post. And this was October 14th, 
2021 was not that long ago. I don't know what Mark Zuckerberg is doing with that hair of his, but he looks like something straight up out of the children of the corn. But here we go. A formal federal election official on Thursday called the $400 million plus that Mark Zuckerberg spent to help finance local elections a, quote, carefully orchestrated attempt to influence the 2020 vote and recommended that all states ban private funding of election offices. So now here we are. You have an official, right? A formal federal election official stating that Mark Zuckerberg spent 400 plus million dollars. I want you to take that in and let that digest. Try to swallow that. 400 million plus, okay, to influence the elections of 2020 on a local level, not to mention what he's able to pull off on that platform of his and Twitter as well. I mean, think about what they did to Donald Trump. I mean, you cut someone off from your your constituency. Donald Trump even had to reinstate his account as a public official, obviously, not reinstate his account. He had to um, unban, unblock certain people, right? As a public official, you cannot, it is against The irony of this is truly astounding. Uh, They will cite your First Amendment right to be able to express yourself and to be heard. And as a public official, you are under obligation to just keep your uh, channels of communication open to every Tom, Dick, and Harry who happens to be smoking, you know, one of Joe Biden's newest crack pipes. So no matter how ridiculous they are, how, how harassing they are, or, you know, maniacal, too bad, so sad, sucker. You, you're, you're elected to office and you just have to sit there and take it, right? That's how that works if you're elected, right? But when they're ready to ban you and silence you and shut you down and cut you off from your constituents, all they got to do, pull the plug. That's all they have to do. And any form of interference with your ability to vote freely and legally is a matter of national security because our sovereignty depends on our ability for our voices as citizens. Do you understand that? Not every other nation's, not not our enemies across borders and not international, foreign, domestic, none of that. No, this is, this is for us as, as legal citizens to vote in an, in an unadulterated election. That is a matter of national security. So I meant exactly what I said. I think it is that serious when people of influence who have the microphone cord, the microphone, the stand, the electric outlet, the circuit, and the ground wires, right? When, and they own the electric company. When those guys have that type of power to silence your voice and and your opponents still have their voices, right? They still have the ability to reach uh, far and wide. Now, isn't that interesting? And so how does that happen a week before a primary? Well, I'll tell you exactly how it happens. Um, You have bots. You have people who are deployed by all forms of interesting political operatives, right? They People become political, quote, operatives 
even in the littlest, smallest, most minuscule of ways that, as you can see, ends up being not so much of a minuscule way because allegedly someone was offended by one of Mr. Prather's uh, uh, Facebook posts and reported his account. And because we live in the world of whiny people who cannot handle hurt feelings or any form of dissent or disagreement, um, here we are a week before the primary, and he does not have the same opportunity to reach his constituents uh, to the extent that his opponents do. Now, what about that is free and fair? I'm just going to leave that with you. You don't have to agree with me that it's a matter of national security. That's fine. But is it free or fair, regardless of what side of the aisle or what side of the ticket someone's running on? Is that free or fair? If you are a reasonable, logical, critically thinking human being, you will answer no. That is not free and that is not fair at all. And I don't even know how many followers uh, Chad has on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. Wild horses being ridden by Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit could not drag me back to Facebook because I know that that would never happen because God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit understand what Facebook is. <laughs> and if most of you did, you would get off of it too. But I understand your spaghetti recipes and the pictures of your grandbabies and all those little not-so-secret groups that you think are secret. I know all those things just keep you stuck, just glued like the super glue of hell right there in Facebook world. So, yes, for those of you who are asking me about elections, I don't want to talk about elections. I'm done talking about elections. I am moving on to things that are greener pastures and still waters, right? Because that's what we need in order to soothe our souls, to uh, as an anti-inflammatory, really, of our brain, our psyche, all of these operations that are run and have been running consecutively like for the past 12 years. Seriously, think about that. And sooner, actually. But it really got turned up uh, during Obama's first term. And here we are. And we're in this culmination of just complete and utter division and strife and envy and jealousy and reparations and, uh, you know, uh, racial divide. Everything's race. Partisan divide. I mean, it's worked. It's worked. It worked like a charm in the Middle East. It's working like a charm here. In the meantime, you have very real issues. You have people without jobs. You have people with, um, vac quote, vaccine issues that I, I hear from ad nauseum. So I, I'm not making stuff up. Um, and I don't think these people are either. And it's very sad. Some of the things, some of the stories that I've heard um, are heartbreaking. People, you know, again, losing their jobs. I mean, look at what's happening in Canada. I mean, I've been sitting on those, you know, truckers for Canada, uh, the convoys uh, for Canada um, spaces on Twitter for the past few weeks. And when I saw them wave the white flag, I was just like, wow, okay. I mean, you know, the other night I was saying, hey, man, if you if you feel like it's time for you to go home, you know, no shame. Other people probably hold the line. Nope. <laughs> you know, and maybe there are people out there I don't know. I've been busy with many other things today that are 
on the home front that are great. But really preparing a lot of cool things for you guys as well as my audience. I'm so pumped about this Wednesday. Cannot wait to get together with you all. The WebEx link is, uh, is you can only receive that if you sign up for my newsletter and I will send it directly to you. Uh, the word for the next six weeks is discernment. That is the precept is discernment. And the best thing I could ever offer you is not election integrity advice. It's not candidate advice. It's not political advice. It's, it's not my opinion on what's happening in the earth today, although I'm happy to do all of that. The best thing that I feel, the best way I can serve you as a, as a body of people I love, and that includes those who I would very easily consider my enemies, Right? And I realize some of you will slip through and you'll be in the Bible study, and that's totally fine. I'm, I'm not intimidated by you. I'm totally geeked that you would even be there <laughs> because I know how God works, and God is super cool and chill and awesome that way. And if you think you're going to be, you know, slick Rick and try to get in and cause some kind of ruckus, trust me, trust me. It's you going up against the Holy Spirit. You're not going up against me. So good luck with that. And, uh, you know, we'll see you on the flip side. Because more than likely, you either won't be able to take the heat or you will join us. So, uh, you know, I want to talk about us bringing the temperature down of our minds uh, so that you could be in your right mind and you can discern and you can love people every day right where you are. You can make decisions for your life so you can get back to your creative mind. There are things, matter of fact, there's another colleague of mine, another one. There's so many of us, but this one in particular I adore. Um, he has, you know, he's been DIA. He is, um, he's a Marine. You know, he's just solid, solid, solid dude, solid content creator. Love this guy. And, uh, and we both have been banned from LinkedIn. <laughs> And, you know, you don't have to tell me twice. I tried, to, I tried to get back in a second time, and they booted me again. I was like, eh, to hell with it. I'm good. I don't need it. I don't need the headache. And then, um, and then um, he got booted like five times, right? And so, because that was his primary audience base. Uh, but, you know, we were talking today just about how wild uh, our, our current climate is and, and about, you know, people's inability to just bring it down long enough to be able to make reasonable and sound uh, decisions, right? And you have a lot of people out here who are just ready to go and ready to, you know, I mean, they're so fired up right now, they can hardly stand themselves. And I'm thinking, hold on, we've, we've got a lot of things to overcome. And in order to be able to do that and stay intact, and not end up on someone's terror watch list uh, through false accusation, not end up getting sucked into a vacuum, right? Because right now it's an emotional vacuum. It is a mess. And so I, what I want to bring to your lives is just a step out of that. Get out of the vortex. Get out of the vacuum. It is a spin cycle. And ultimately, you know, you, this country, again, I started tonight's broadcast with it's you. You are the economy of this country. Don't ever let someone tell you differently. 
right? But he was banned again. And I was like, hey, man, so where are you? What are you doing? Where's your, what's your platforms? He was like, dude, I'm just, you know, I'm blowing it out. I'm having to go to other platforms. And I was like, well, of course you are because you're a Marine and you're a survivor, right? Like, and we're survivors. And so you just navigate, you get creative. <laughs> but when you're in your lizard brain and you're fearful and you're afraid and we're going to war and oh my God, I got to get gas. And what about food and my Twinkies? And don't worry, your Twinkies are going to survive everything, probably outlive you. And so, you know, you get in, you get off in that lizard brain, man, and you can't think of anything. And you're constantly reacting, which is the whole psyop. <laughs> it is all to get you to react. And so I love this guy because he's just like, man, I just kind of pivoted. I'm pivoting here, pivoting there. You know, it's, it's kind of like, I feel like a wide receiver, right? <laughs> Where I'm training and I'm just going through, going through the, uh, my training drills, right? And it, and just, and, and it's just, God, you're, you're running through this maze of whack-a-mole. Speaking of whack-a-mole, I started a space a couple of nights ago on Twitter. This was a riot. It was on a weekend. So it was like Friday night, I think, Friday or Saturday. Totally impromptu. Had zero uh, inclination that I was going to do this, but I had gotten some news, uh, that day that, that was slightly disturbing. It just jarred me a little. It wasn't anything, you know, it wasn't life or death. It wasn't devastating, but it was, it, it was kind of a, eh, it's kind of like getting kicked in the butt by your horse. And so I was like, Ooh, what do I do with this? So I was tempted to just immediately go to this, you know, complaining and calling and getting fearful. And oh my gosh, I thought I heard God and I got it wrong. And so instead, I got up, started singing, praising God, prayed him, I prayed it up, prayed it out, prayed it down, prayed down the house. My neighbor was like, okay, enough with the surround sound. Um, but I did. I sang my way right out of that. You know why? Because the Bible says to sing right? To put on a garment of praise in exchange for heaviness. And I was super heavy, like a fat lady on a lead balloon. I mean, I was so heavy over this news. And so I thought, all right, I'm just going to praise my way out of it. And I did. So I decided to go to Twitter and have a conversation. And I wanted, I've committed to having a space once a week where we talk about the good things that God's done for you during the week, right? Because I think it's awesome, because I think Satan is entirely glorified too often, especially on social media. So I'm like, you know what? We have a lot of crap going on in Canada right now. We have a lot of crap going on around the world, and so uh, especially on this oil. So why don't we give God honor and glory? And another reason is because the Word says that we overcome the enemy, the enemy of what? Life, love, and liberty. You like that? We overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Dude, that space turned into some unbelievable God stuff. It was powerful. It was so, so good. I loved it. I was so grateful. And so now I'm trying to remember why I even brought that up. But in those spaces, you know, we're talking about just the magnificence of God and, you know, and we were all of one accord. It was awesome. And it was right there on Twitter. Right. And so I'm just like, Hey, let's have a Friday or Saturday night space and let's just blow it out. And of course, six hours later, we're all still there, you know, blowing it out. We had people, so many people struggling with cancer, overcoming cancer, every type of cancer. It was truly men coming on and shedding tears about things going on in their own lives or families. I mean, it was, it was powerful. 
And so things of that nature are things that are going to keep you grounded. Remember, I, I, I always try to remind you that when everything is spinning and everything is spinning right now, and you don't know who to trust, you don't know what to trust, I want you to get your feet in the ground. I want you to go to the bathroom and look in that mirror. If you can see yourself and you can still recognize yourself, right? You can pinch your own skin. That's where you start, okay? You start right there with the things that you can see, right? And then you learn to discern. You learn to listen for the voice of God. And in, in one, one way that, that you can do that, tap into that, is by getting quiet and also being encouraged by other people and their testimonies. And we have a lot of problems on our hands right now, folks, a lot. There are a lot of forces at work, and it really is going to take a biblical response uh, from God. And I believe that God dwells in us. And I believe that if you have the mind of Christ, then he will give you ideas. He will give you the ingenuity that is needed, on, whether it's on, you know, in your communities, it's on a policy level, it's an educational level, wherever he has given you influence in your respective jurisdiction, show up and show up with the kingdom of God. Show up with the mind of Christ, right? Get up every morning, put on that armor of God and get pumped about taking on the day. There's a lot of things to be excited for, actually. I mean, in all of this turmoil, there is opportunity galore. And and if we're talking about opportunity, you know, kingdom opportunity, you know, there there's a Muslim woman who comes into my spaces quite a bit, and she's running for office against Ilhan Omar. And I love her to pieces, and her name is Shukri. And Shukri was in our space the other night, and, you know, we're all talking about Jesus and faith and God. And Shukri came in and talked about, you know, her battle with cancer and how personal and awful it was. And she turned to God and had to have several come to God moments, right? And something just occurred to me to ask her. You know, she's been here since she was 14. She's served in our armed forces. I mean, she's a badass. She's just great. And she's on fire to serve her her district, um, you know, and she's got great kids. And, I mean, she's come through a whole lot of hell. And, um, and she, we've messaged privately. I know she's, she loves the United States of America. She's very grateful to be here. She's tired of seeing the lies, uh, in her district with Ilhan and she's just ready to, you know, overturn the tables. So I was like, Hey, of all the years that you've been here, has anyone, has, has any Christian ever approached you with the gospel of Jesus Christ? And she was like, No, no, Monica, no, they haven't. And I was like, wow, (laughs) there's an indictment because she's like, she's been here since she was 14 and she's like, I think she's maybe early 40s. I mean, she's been here for a minute. (laughs) And so I'm thinking to myself, wow, all those building funds, all those going to feed the little pygmy children and all that stuff, right? You know, all that stuff where y'all are always asking for money. Uh, all those ringing the dip, all the bells at Christmas time. So much for that. Guess you shouldn't have hated all white people to the extent that you did. Wow. But all this christian stuff that we do, right? And here you have this wonderful woman who has served the nation. She's been an American citizen since she was 14 years old and not one single Christian has ever attempted 
to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to her as a Muslim woman. Why is that? Is that because you think it's live and let live? Is it because you don't really know how to evangelize? Is it because you just don't think that it matters to her or her soul or, you know, uh, what is it exactly? Or is it because there are more important people across the globe to reach other than people right here on our own soil? And so I started thinking about that. I was like, wow, maybe, maybe as Americans, we've been trained to just respect other people's religions, which you absolutely should, by the way. That, yeah, I'm not into this whole conversion therapy crap. That's not me. Uh, no, I believe that God converts the heart of, of his people. You're not hooking people up to stuff and hypnotizing them full of demons and all that madness. That's stupid. But, but for someone to not have loved her enough to share the good news of Jesus was truly astounding to me. And listen... It's not like I have some evangelical, uh, you know, uh, seal on my forehead. That That is actually not one of my gifts. I'm all about some hospitality, throwing some, some shindigs with some food and breaking bread <laughs> and talking, um, you know, uh, edifying exhortation. I know my spiritual gifts and evangelism ain't one of them. So more power to the rest of you. But... That may have actually been a moment of evangelizing. All of us were talking about the goodness of God through Jesus. And people people take that in. And we still love her whether she does or not. Because that's God. That is the mind of Christ. And for those of you still struggling, trying to beat people over the head with the Bible, knock it off for God's sakes. I was in a space today. People freaked out about their families, not, you know, my kids and my coworkers and people don't want to hear it. And they're so rabid and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Hold on. The word says to bring your peace, leave it on the house. If, if the house will have your peace of the gospel, right? Of the good news. If it won't, dust your feet. Just dust your feet. Just dust your feet. All right. On that note, I'm dusting my feet. I'm going to go get me some vittles. I love y'all. Be good to each other. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. Remember, if you're an American, act like one and go sign up for this Bible study. You're not going to want this Bible study. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be informative. Super chill. Super chill. But I got to get you the information before Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on my personal WebEx channel. I love you guys. Have a good night. 